I'm doing an accent today, and it's this one. Y'all, welcome to the Gear Slum, your one-stop shop for all things guitar culture and nonsense. I'm Aaron. Everything I do, I do it for you. Oh. I'm Phil. And I'm Cole. We slum it hard so y'all don't have to. Oh, come on. Come on now. <laughs> hey, y'all. You know, you know, Phil. Hey, y'all. Hey, n- come on now. <laughs> you know, Phil, um, that, that song that you sang up there front could be seen as slightly insensitive. Why? Um, just given all the current musical what? drama going on. Which musical oh. drama is that? You know what I'm talking about. It's not even musical drama. It's just mu- drama. You're talking about cats? Musicians. That's my favorite musical drama. <laughs> That's your favorite musical drama? That's yeah. awful. It's way good. How dare you? My favorite musical drama is the one that has the song called Everyone Has AIDS. Mine is Which one is that? Everyone Has AIDS is from Rent. That's right. It's from but Rent. But is it actually called that or is that like a thing that people, like a no, joke song? I'm, it's from uh, Team America. Ah, uh, yes. It's not really Rent, but it is Rent. It's Lease. It's making... Oh, yes. Lease. <laughs> Stupid. Making fun of I haven't rent. seen... I still haven't seen... Oh, we were going to watch that movie at NAMM. We were supposed... I know. Rent is Cole, good, Cole, you have to see... Oh, my gosh. That movie is so freaking funny. Have, rent? Have you guys... No. <laughs> Idiot. Have you guys heard of the Fantastics? It's like... No. Maybe I've talked about it before, but uh, the whole the whole point of the thing is that it's like a a mother or it's like two dads who are next door neighbors who like their whole lives, their kid, one has a daughter and one has a son and their whole life. They told him they couldn't be together because they knew it would make him want to be together, you know, because they wanted him to date. But then, like, by the time they grew up, they had to find a way to where, like, they they had to find a way to where they couldn't refuse them getting married because they wanted them to. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And so they stage, they like hire someone to try to abduct her and then he, so he can what? rescue her. And then, yeah. And, and it's like, and the song is called the rape ballet. And it's, uh, it's like this really, it sounds terrible. It's like this really cheerful song about staging this rape. It's, it's kind of cringy, but it's kind but of that's, cringy. <laughs> And that all ends. No, if you listen to it in context, cringy. it's not like. Uh, well, I don't know. I, I it's been so long since I watched it that I'm. It, it's been like you know since 2001 that I've watched it, but but then that's the whole first act, and then the second act starts with them after they like it's the happily ever after at the end of the first act, and then the second act starts with them after they've been married for like 10 years and they're sick of each other and everything, and they're oh like. My gosh. They've gotten old and fat and everything. So all all of that whole thing with the family and the kidnapping yeah, that's and just everything, the first that's just act. the setup? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it is, a, t- to be fair, it is like two-thirds of the play. Oh, uh, okay. That's but, insane. Uh, speaking of stuff that does not age well, I watched Annie, and I had never seen Annie before. There's like a whole bunch of movies that I've, like I've never seen It's a Wonderful Life or 
mm-hmm. like all these movies that everyone's seen. So I'd never seen Annie, the original one from the eighties, but Holy crap. There is some <laughs> very regrettable racist decisions in that. Yeah. In that movie. So like you guys know the premise of Annie, right? I know everything about Annie. <laughs> <laughs> the premise, the title, <laughs> the songs, Stats. the song what called a Hard Knock weekend. <laughs> the, so opening weekend, Aaron, what it makes like Jay Z was Daddy in it. Daddy Warbucks has like this assistant who's named Poonjab. He doesn't know. And how much did it what did you, what was the question that you're asking me? <laughs> how much did it make opening weekend? How much, the film or the play? The film, Aaron. Um the original one or the Jamie Foxx reboot? Oh yeah, there was one in the nineties too. He No, like the, it was more it was two thousand fourteen. Oh, but wasn't there one? Wasn't there another one in the nineties too? Because, because if you're asking about the original one, that made about um, fifty five hundred and ten thousand dollars on opening weekend. But if you're asking about Mm. 2014, that made about fifteen and a half million opening weekend, which is probably largely just due to inflation because they were thirty. Aaron is so good at googling things, isn't he, folks? I didn't Google it. (laughs) I didn't Google it. I just know that. You asked me. I told you I know everything about Annie. I know, I know, and I asked you, and you slowly. I didn't. I didn't understand the question at first. Series of clarifying questions. Yeah. That we stalled and Googled. I, I swear, it's I didn't fine. Google. It's fine. I didn't Google. I was asking just so I wouldn't give you wrong information. Listen, we're we're derailing Cole's bit where he tells us about how it's racist. Not a bit. I'm movie. just <laughs> telling a story. Do you guys so, remember when I had jingles for each of you? And jingles. Yeah, I made jingles, one for each of you. I don't. And Phil's went like this. <laughs> it's the part of the show when Phil gets racist. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't remember that. But now it's Cole that's always racist, so it's kind of ironic. That's, I don't agree with Although that. Although here's, here's what, here was yours. It was, I remember this. Cole hates everybody. Oh yeah, I do remember that now. That also is that is more accurate than that me being true. racist. But they're yeah. probably both. There's some truth to both. So at any rate, this guy. So I was looking up uh, the and actor who plays. No one cared to make. So one. so first of all, this guy he's like this super rich guy, you know, and he one of his his name is Daddy Warbucks, which makes me think he made his money on the war. And they, they go, like, they talk about how he was a Republican all the time, and he, like, <clears throat> he's always, get J. Edgar Hoover on the phone, and, you know. So he's got this one assistant who's Asian, and every time he comes on camera, he's, like, doing karate, and they do the, you know, da 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 like, the, uh-huh. you know, the most obvious. But even worse is the character Punjab, who... I was looking it up. So Jeffrey Holder's the actor, and he's actually from Trinidad and Tobago, which I didn't know that. But, um, but to look at him, he just looks like a black guy. You know, like you wouldn't think any, and he's obviously not Indian in any way. But well, it's Albert Finney. Who's Albert Finney? He's this old actor dude now. Oh, you would plays. recognize him. He played Daddy Warbucks. Yeah, and he looks like his skin looks way dark for some reason. Like he, he was super tan, had a shaved head. I think it's just because it's like old and maybe so. Yeah, maybe it's not that old. It's from nineteen eighty two. (laughs) Yeah, but I think it is probably just like the coloration of the film. 
the saturation wow. or whatever. Yeah, the, the coloration of the film was the thing I had a problem with. So this guy, <laughs> this guy, like he wears a turban the whole time, and like Ooh. every time he comes on camera, like his very first, the very first thing he does on camera is. And he gets out of the car with this dog and the dog's like barking and he like waves his hand and it does this little snake charming music thing. And then the dog lays down and quiets down. And there's another part just randomly that has nothing to do with anything else in the movie where he's like waving his hand at this potted plant that's sitting on a table and it like levitates up and sits down on a different table. I remember that. And and the entire time it's playing this music. I don't know. It's just it was very cringy. I like what they do with his eyebrows, though. But how is that racist? That's like such a nice quality to have. <laughs> exactly. That's like when you say it's not racist to say Asians are good at math. Like everyone. Would Plus, yeah, it's not racist because that guy's not actually Indian. <laughs> well, I don't. Know. It's only racist if like if it's a real person. Yeah, exactly. That's why. Uh, what's his face? His character in. Oh, why can I never remember it? Robert Taylor Jr. The eighties movie. Tropic Thunder. Not sixteen oh. candles. Long Duck Dong. It is no. 16 Candles. No, I'm talking about... Who, why can't oh. I think of it? Long Duck Dong. No, the guy, the white guy who, who plays an Asian in... Oh, in Rooney. Mickey candles? Rooney. Oh, that's oh. not... It's not I from said the 80s. Not, 16 Candles. It's I not said from not the 80s, in 16 though. Candles. It's not from the 80s. That's from like the 60s or 50s. What movie is it from? It's from Breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh. But still, like that's at any rate. So that was, it was very shocking to see that in in hindsight. I was listening to a podcast recently. Um, Weird brag. Okay. And uh, this guy was saying that he 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 had his like I think his kids were like ten or some around there, and he's like, I want you guys to sit down and watch one of the greatest movies ever, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh. And he was talking about how how like subtly racist the movie is he's like i don't think you know it's like obviously 16 candles gets you know has been getting flack for years but he said this one is weirdly subtly racist in that all of the all of the white characters are strong and like deliberate and then it's it's all of the brown characters have um obviously are stereo like these walking stereotypes but they're all yeah, like they're like weak minded and they're all like they're they're all like weak in character in a number of different ways and it, it, he said it was super strange and then he he felt like really bad because of how like how subtle it was because then he started trying to point it out to his kids and they were like what do you mean and he was like oh, my kids are kind of racist <laughs> they're just young <laughs> or they're stupid. just or they just don't care yeah was that right. is that movie set like in world war Two era uh okay so it's like between the world wars well the nazis are like yeah because the nazis They're are the like coming guys. to power yeah yeah that's and that's why like stuff from that era is so because there was like such a very clear bad guy you know it was easy to have that in fiction although if if the although most of the bad guys, guys are like, like are actually exactly like Middle they Eastern look in that movie most of the bad guys and the good guys look the same <laughs> Right, which is part of his point. He said all the Nazis are like, are like they're evil. But I mean, they're, they're smart. bad, but they're yeah. like they're smart and they're cunning yeah. and they're deliberate about their plans. And then it's like the all the brown characters are like subservient or like 
connive like th- these like just slimy. It's basically and- like all boiled down to that scene where he's in the marketplace and that dude pulls out the sword and starts waving it around, and then he just shoots him. Yeah, that's yes. like a microcosm for the whole film and how it treats. Yeah, Ace. it's like this guy's so dumb that he doesn't know guns <laughs> exist or something. Yeah, right. Which and he, I think he pointed that out. And which the what everyone says about that scene is that that was like improv, but still, it really is like symbolic for the whole yeah, movie. Yeah, like you wouldn't know that it was improv based on the rest of the movie. Right, and you put it in the movie. <laughs> it wasn't I like, mean, it wasn't yeah. like improv on like opening we day. We say we <laughs> like, say regrettable stuff but then we the try theater. to remember to cut it out, you know. <laughs> the other thing about Annie is like there's so many sex scenes in it. Like is there really? is, is there any movies from the 80s that are actual kids movies? Cuz honestly, like I mean the probably whole, but the main character, well the main like you know Miss like Hannigan. The, Miss Hannigan. She's, Kind of she's mess, just like yeah. drunk the whole time and she's always yeah. trying to sleep with guys like we my wife ended up fast forwarding like three different scenes and that was there were still a few that she didn't mean fast forward. <laughs> I ended up rewinding a few scenes I was like hey, <laughs> Miss Hannigan more like Miss I don't know I so, kind of when I was a kid I had a big crush on Miss Hannigan did you yeah, did tracks. you guys watch that video of uh Delaney talking about not Delaney. Who is that that I uh, talking about? Back to the Future. No, yeah. I've seen that bit before. But gosh, that was funny. Yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> you never have He's you talking about John? The, it's the, John Mulaney. John Mulaney. Have you seen that? Um, Cole? No, like not the video he's, that he sent, but the bit. He's so he's pitching. He's pretending to be the the two dudes pitching the idea for Back to the Future. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he's and and the whole premise is. Uh, family movies in the 80s were very weird. Right. Yeah. And then he starts talking about Back to the Future. And it, like, it is. Oh, maybe I have. Really seen spot it. in. I mean, about it talks about, like, some of his the friend things. is, like, he's friends with a disgraced nuclear physicist and doesn't explain why. And then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, then he goes, he goes back to the future to, to try to sleep with his mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, then she goes, gets here. The dude tries to rape her and the dad has to, like, fight him off. Yeah, he's like so the 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 studio's like they go. So then he, he goes. He has to go back to back in time, and they go. Oh, okay, we're tracking with you to like stop the JFK assassination. And they're like, mm, no, 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 exactly. no, just to um just to have sex with his mom. We're also going. He goes. We're also going to imply that a white guy wrote Johnny Be Good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He says a disgraced nuclear physicist, and he goes. He goes. He could be forty. He could be eighty. We don't know. <laughs> so that's what I movie. watched this week. There's none of that nonsense in Bill and Ted. Oh mm. yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there isn't any regrettable decisions where they're going back to all these like easily identifiable times and people. Yeah, Your like stepmom Genghis is Khan. cute. <laughs> Shut up, yeah, Ted. Yeah. Missy, <laughs> who like literally just graduated the year before, <laughs> and is now married to one of their dads. That's creepy. My favorite, <laughs> the best part is that she's married to the other dad in the second movie. <laughs> no, she's not. <laughs> yes, she is. <laughs> Wait, she divorced the one and then married the other one. <laughs> yeah, she's she's married to Bill's dad in the first one, and she's married to Ted's dad in the second one. Oh, that's amazing. 
And you know what? It just goes to show that those two boys, if they would have had mothers in their lives, maybe they wouldn't have turned out like that. Yeah. What what I'm trying to say is this podcast is really about every child being raised by one man and one woman. Here's a direct quote from Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Ted says, I can't believe Missy divorced your dad and married mine. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. It's it's doubling down on the ridiculousness of the of the joke from the first one. Yeah, it's like it's great. It's smashing it into the ground, which is really it's a great. comedic level of like self awareness or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On the those movies are way smarter than people give them credit for. I say, I've heard maybe, you say that. Maybe uh, we got a lot of good stuff those. on this show here. This here podcast. The We've Gears already side. done a lot of good stuff. Yeah, that's Aaron, what I'm saying. We have a good lot got, of good stuff on this episode. We've got 17 you, minutes of Guys, good that's stuff. what I just said. Okay, Aaron. You're acting like I'm I didn't just... say that. You're fighting against me for something that I said. Aaron, Aaron, <laughs> shut up for a second. I'm just saying. I'm sorry you're so triggered, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of good stuff already, and we have a lot of good stuff planned on this episode of the Gear Slum. So thanks for tuning in. Uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. Sinusoid cables. Sinusoid cables don't want you to know that they supported. I don't know. <laughs> this episode of the Gear Slum is brought to you by Sinusoid Cables. Sinusoid Pro Audio Couture. If you have cable needs for your musical instrument rig, look no further than Sinusoid. Sinusoid is the finest purveyor of the finest purveyances in all the land. They got instrument cables, they have power cables, they have patch cables, they have auxiliary cables. They can make you anything your heart desires. I they have a custom cables. shop. Yeah, IEM cables. They have all kinds of cables. The Not only thing I they don't am. make They don't is make cables smiles. for instant messenger. No, they do. They In-ear monitors. They could, I guess. IEM. Ready? IEM. I am listening. smelling like a rose that somebody gave me my on my birthday deathbed. That's not Pro Audio Couture. And now, back to your show. Welcome back to the Gear Slum. We have some great topics planned for today. Number one, Cole, why don't you tell us about everything I do? I do it so the only Phil, thing, stop singing Brian Adams songs. The only thing I'm going to say about Brian Adams and maybe and the only thing really I'm stop singing them, please. You're making all of me us are going to say very sad is is that uh, I love until Brian Adams. just before we were not Brian Adams. I thought Brian Adams was Brian Adams. Yeah, despite the fact that like in every there's forum, pictures exactly there were I'm many like, people not, saying that same thing and like everyone's being like you're an idiot. <laughs> Aaron, what what Cole is saying I is he it. regretfully pulled out his CD binder, took out all of his Brian Adams CDs, and threw them in a fire in protest of the horrible news, mm-hmm. and then just now learned that he threw the wrong CDs into the fire. Uh, luckily, I don't own any Brian Adams CDs because I didn't even know who that was. But I part you of it more like Brian Adams. I said Ryan. I know. No, no, Phil said, is saying that you burned your Brian Adams CDs on accident. I know. It was a great joke. I wasn't no. disputing that fact. 
I was just saying, Aaron. He got the joke. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was, I was saying I didn't have any Ryan Adams CDs. It, I'm sorry. It was just interesting because he was like, "Oh, you burn the Ryan Ad- Brian Adams CDs," and then you're like, "I don't even have Ryan Adams CDs," which you can see why I was confused. I'm sorry, but it's yeah, my bad. I Mine can't. Was I mean, I know you're trying to do that like apology non-apology where you're like uh, well the reason i did the thing i did is because of this because i was right I and you were wrong obviously but i'm going to apologize anyway i didn't do anything but like the reason is because i was right and you were wrong but i'm no, sorry i'm just saying that i was right I'm, I'm apologizing for jumping on you is what i'm saying like I'm, i apologize this is the only thing i'm going to say that's that's it then is that i didn't know that who ryan adams was and i don't know why people like him or like his music and he kind of looks like a poor man's ben gibbard um, Let's make it. He's obviously a trash, a, a garbage human person. Phil, we are gonna murder you. That's it. That's all I wanted to sing. That's not is even it, Brian Adams. Is it line, all you wanted to sing? You didn't sing that part, you dummy. It is a Brian. That is Brian Adams. Uh, no, it's not. It's three people, and he's only one of them. He didn't sing that line. Yes, he's one. They all sing a yeah. harmony at that yeah, part. Well, well, yeah, but he didn't sing the melody. Apparently CNN, I just Googled Brian Adams, CNN wrote an article saying Brian Adams is not Ryan Adams. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, that's amazing. That's the thing is like Ryan Adams isn't like he's fake famous. He's just guitar world. He's like Joe Bonamassa. Like why do people No, care I don't think him? he's guitar world famous. I think Wrong he's or, like, he, or he's like he's like hipstery famous. He's famous among people who listen to like inde- independent music and like pride themselves on that. So he's very famous in like the pitchfork world but like pseudo independent music i mean he has like a legit independent company i'm sure he doesn't have independent distributing but yeah yeah he yeah. he's i'll tell you this he is at least as famous as like bright eyes like he's like that level of famous okay that surprises me but and i had heard his name obviously but or know. even more i mean he like, probably has more like industry cachet than bright eyes but he's as famous i would say it it sucks that like like some of the some allegations that have come out in the last year or two of just about people in general it's not like they're all troubling but but it's most troubling in my mind when it's like these people who are an obvious like that was the issue with one of the underlying issues with weinstein was that he had so much power over people and that's what he was abusing you know yeah and this is it sounds like this is the exact same scenario, which is just so disgusting. Well, yeah, yeah and it's it wasn't even scale, like but... it's not even like um, so like sometimes you hear stories about people who are like in positions of power and then they like end up abusing that power. You know what I mean? Like like an opportunity presents itself and they're like, oh, I have power. I can do this thing. But this is like and maybe that's maybe that's like, like a he fiction sought out that power exists in order but to like do he, it or something. He, yeah, he like he pursued these women and was like, Hey, I can help you with your career. And then they're like, Oh, cool. And then he was like, Oh, just kidding. I really just want to have sex with you. And then they're like, Oh, now I'm like stuck in this weird relationship. That's like technically a business relationship, but also like messed up. Um, Yeah. Like I can't get out of it. A naked business relationship. Um, Cole, this article, the CNN article (laughs) with, with the two of them, did the picture of Brian Adams and Ryan Adams next to each other makes me laugh. Like the picture of Brian Adams, he looks like they he found the like, perfect picture. Dude, he looks like a freaking bad a mofo. I know, but the like, expression on his face is like, "Yep, seriously, that's not me." Yeah, he's like, "Seriously, guys." <laughs> yeah, like not only yeah, does he look seriously. like 
like the most handsome 50 year old on the planet but it's also like are you guys serious this little baby <laughs> face guy over here tight. yeah i know yeah, he's like funny. he's like not not me guys not <laughs> so the best but, thing that i, I anyway, read, they found the best thing picture. that i've read about it so far is this article from pitchfork by amy phillips did you guys read that that i posted in our group it's called why are women underrepresented 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 in music the one the one where you were talking about how like the thing that's regrettable is that there are so many amazing artists who we who we now weren't exposed to but we could have been if ryan adams wasn't such a, a dirtbag is that yes you're talking about? and i think that's part of it but i think even more than that the worst part is that like like we talk about toxic masculinity a lot in not a lot but i mean in private we do but We've talked about on the show, like, how the guitar world is not. Yeah. Like. It's not great. What's the word I'm looking for? It's not, like, open to women in, like. Yeah, it's not, like, In the same way that it is to men. Yeah, welcoming or, like, even safe in it's not like a equal, lot of or They're ways. not on equal footing, basically. And that's part of the reason why. And, like, people defending that is part of the reason why. And even, like, we, it's a two thing because, one, on the one hand, we create a space where people like him can do the things that he did. But it's also, like that perpetuates it even more and like it's like no wonder women don't want to come out into guitar groups because it's so gross and like you have to worry about that stuff it's crazy yeah especially when like one of the first comments when this comes out that a lot of people have is oh i guess he's just guilty until proven innocent huh and it's like yeah all these verified claims that like tons and tons of women have made and then he's come out and apologized for it like we're supposed yeah. to pretend it didn't happen until he like goes on trial in a criminal trial or something. Plus, like, like most of what most of what he did idiotic. isn't isn't criminal. Exactly, like, like he's just a will, terrible human being. I mean, the, obviously, there is some stuff that some of the allegations are clearly criminal, but yeah, most of it is like he was emotionally abusive, and it's like you don't go to jail for being emotionally abusive. But also, that's yeah, that's right. like part of the problem is like, is that the barber setting is like, as long as you're not breaking the law, you should try to abuse people as much as possible right. without breaking <laughs> right, the right, law. Right, 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 right. I'm gonna say this. I and I. <laughs> it's the whole Ted Kavanaugh thing over and over, over again. It's like you're ruining his career. Well, maybe he shouldn't have done the things that he did, and then yeah, his like career he, would right. be fine. Exactly. Like nobody's ruining it. Like he's, yeah. And granted, the cat like well, whatever. It's not. It's not like an apples to apples comparison with that. But yes, it's. It's like you make the decisions you make, and if you make terrible decisions right. that harm other people, then you don't deserve to have success because of it. You know. Sorry, right, Phil. but no, yeah, I um, I just feel like, and I'm sure this isn't. This isn't really the most popular thing to say but the phrase all women should be believed i feel like is dumb but all women should be heard is like kind of freaking obvious you know what i mean like yeah and so like to say like well and the fact that there are tons of women then like of course like duh everyone should be heard everyone should be heard please tell tell your story and like i was saying to you guys i think this was before we were recording like some of the women have been saying this like it's yeah. not like surprise here's the thing it's like they've been talking about it so yeah. i 
and that clearly is part of the it's not like this issue is one the, it's not like this is one vindictive person trying to uh, trying to take someone down no the big catalyst that, was that the new york times was like finally compiled this article and yeah, got the text did messages a bunch of, from like, fact from the underage girl and all that stuff. stuff yeah i don't know like i i i agree that like everyone you know shouldn't be believed 100% because that does set up this because there are there are obviously cases where women use that against men with false allegations and stuff like that but it's happening the, all the time have, Cole but, but we have like we are we have done so poorly on one side of that that we need to err yes. on the other side like historically men have been able to take advantage of women so much that we at least need to err on the side of believing women Right, and no, I don't think no one actually cares about false allegations. That's always just like a red herring that, like, people use. I mean, I'm sure people care about it, but it's always like, oh, what if it's you know false allegations? Like, yeah, it's so they, rare they that it's not worth considering. It's like every argument cases, online. Yeah. It's like I'm gonna I'm gonna try to come up with something so that I can stay on one side of this thing. You know. Yeah, it's like I was having this conversation with this dude in another group about mega churches. And I was like, it was so stupid. So there was this big scandal with this dude, James, James McDonald, I think, who have you guys been keeping up with this? He was from this from church McDonald's? called Harvest. This, no, this oh. church called Harvest. Um, anyway, so he had like for years, McDonald's he had been accusing religion, him of, by the way. <laughs> of being like abusive emotionally <laughs> and like church. having anger issues and all this stuff. And, and so like the board had asked him to step down. But they have, like, satellite churches, I guess. So they're like, well, he can still preach at this other satellite church, whatever. What? And then, so then the pastor of that church was like, well, I really am not comfortable with that happening. Like, yeah, and they're like, like, well, you have to, like, listen to our leadership. And then he's like, well, can we, like, can you just, like, allevi- like remove our affiliation and let us be independent? Be cool and they're that. like, no, you're fired. <laughs> so they fired that pastor. Wow. But then, like, recently, this recording came out of the dude. Who the pastor, the main pastor, who was like yelling and screaming and talking about like planting child pornography on the the desktop of this dude who runs this magazine, Christianity Today, that like did some of the expose on them and like all this other stuff and like yelling. So he finally got fired. Anyway, so that's like the context. So I told this so I was like so this dude posted in this group about it and then this other dude, um, Wakamoli, G Money said um he's like well like statistically speaking small church pastors are more likely to to have this kind of failure than than mega church pastors and i was like are you talking about statistics or are you talking about like just numbers. raw numbers and he goes yeah statistics raw numbers like, <laughs> wait what <laughs> which one are you talking about you talking about black or you talking about white yeah uh, you know black white yeah exactly. i was like yeah, obviously more, probably more small pe- church pastors do, but like statistically, obviously it's a higher percentage for whatever. Anyway, but then he goes like, he's like, well, you can't like say that about mega churches because my church isn't like that. I'm like, dude, you're so like not all mega churching me right exactly. now. <laughs> it's so stupid. Like obviously <laughs> so you can find an exception to any argument. Like that's not the point. Yeah. And then he's like, what? you can't use generalities because generalizations are like evil and you're tearing down. Because I have an exception to this generality. I was like, dude, whatever. Anyway, but like that's the same kind of attitude that people have in these kinds of cases, too. It's like, well, let me point to like the one time that someone was falsely accused as like as proof that it happens all the time. And it's like, yeah, so ridiculous. 
Makes me so angry. I'm sorry. I'm very upset. And also, like, it obviously has a higher, like, there's a higher likelihood of it happening the more power you have. That's just how it is. Like, right. the more the more power you have, the more likely you are to abuse it. Exactly. Somebody yeah. at some tiny little church. And also, like, the incentive, like, somebody who starts out seeking that kind of power so they can abuse it is, is going to seek it out in a play and, you know in a mega church rather than somebody who just genuinely wants, you know, cause there's two, there's two things like we were saying before. It's like either, either you get into a business or a, you know, a field or whatever with the intent of gaining power so that you can abuse it or you, you gain power over time and then realize like, Oh, I can abuse this. Mm. And there's probably a little bit of both, but obviously if somebody, is looking for power so they can abuse it. They're going to seek it out in a mega church because they have so much more power, you know? Yeah. And I really, I wish, man, Phil, I wish we could think of what, because we're both thinking of the same thing and it's going to drive me insane. We've talked I about mean, it recently. Fallacies? <laughs> maybe, maybe we should just kind of have, um, in our, our, uh, doc for episodes maybe we should have a list of fallacies like <laughs> is that the plural of phallus fallacies because <laughs> i have another doc that has a bunch of those in it <laughs> some logical can, some highly illogical share that. that's fallacies. in my that's in my uh, highly illogical. <laughs> some are highly illogical <laughs> some defy logic <laughs> reason they defy reason so like, yeah <laughs> so here's what i want to actually talk about well let's hit another oh. sponsor spot before we do that <laughs> oh, they're gonna love this they're gonna love being associated with this pelican noise works if you like pedals especially fuzz and weird stuff like the benford 6100 the working man's multi-effects pedal. It's got fuzzed out reverb. It's got tweaked out pitch shifting delay. It's got the craziest ring mod you've ever heard with a mid, high mid nasal pitch shift jump boost you will not want to listen to. He also makes fuzz pedals like the Half Horse and the Pelotar, two of the greatest fuzz pedals on the market. If you want noise, and you can handle the noise of the noiseness, listen to yourself and your heart, and go to pelicannoiseworks.com today. Buy all three of those pedals. Buy a mug while you're at it. Buy a sticker. Buy a shirt. Buy a friend. Pelican Noise Works. Did you say buy a friend? <laughs> Did you say buy a friend? Yeah. <laughs> no, he was saying this. No, he was saying no, no, this. No, no, buy a shirt. Buy a pedal. Buy a shirt. Buy a mug. Yeah. Buy, buy some stickers. They're all made. Buy a friend. I mean, they're all made by a friend. Yeah, that was the signature on the it's ad. Like, was, this is buy, buy the, a friend. Buy the mug. Buy a friend. Buy a friend. Yes, exactly. Hey, I bought B-Y- this. I bought this mug by B-Y- a friend. B-U-Y. B-U-Y a mug. B-Y a friend. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Cole, what did you want to talk about? I want to talk about... Before Phil uh, interrupted you. 
I'm just kidding. I'm getting kind of sick of that. <laughs> sick of Phil interrupting me all the time. So, I... Everything I do... I swear to God, you're making me so mad. <laughs> I hate you so much. So, how do you guys get better? It's interesting, because Chad Hansen just barely posted on my live stream from this morning and kind of asked the same question. He said... What do you all do when you play? Do you learn covers? Do you write and come up with new stuff? Do you play the same riffs you're familiar with? Do you mess with effects? Um, and, yes. And my my question was like, how do you actually get better at guitar? I mean, I guess I know the answer is to practice stuff that's hard for you and try to get better at it. But like in practice, what do you what do you guys do to get better? And maybe I'm, you know, I think none of us are guitar virtuosos or anything like that, but um, what are your thoughts on that? Speak on um, that. I think that's a good question that I don't have a great answer for, but I will say that I think practicing is important, but I think practicing the right things is maybe more important. And I don't know that I've found those right things yet <laughs> to make me better. Um, but also I think mm. just playing like makes you better to a certain degree. Like it's 10, not thousand hours. Yo. Just playing isn't going to teach you like technique and stuff but the more you play like the more comfortable you get and then those techniques are easier when you do go to learn them maybe yeah so like i remember i remember i i most of what i do is like i would play along to music or just kind of jam in my by myself or with other people but <laughs> um like i remember when i discovered like triads as a thing and i was like oh i was kind of doing that already but now like i have a language to put to it and like now it now it fits into the system that I can like easily conceptualize. Yeah. Um, so I think it's both. It's the same way when you, when you kind of start to learn about scales. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, there's actually like structure to this that I can apply. Yeah. It's like, know, I knew these notes sounded good together, but now I know why they sound good together or yeah. why they make sense together. Or like the Nashville number system, I think is kind of a similar thing to yeah, me. Totally. Like, oh, I recognize that as, like, box patterns on the fretboard, but now I see that you can move it wherever and it makes sense. And, like, and actually I learned that just from punk rock because there's, like... Because of power chords? <laughs> well, not just power chords, but there was, like, four different, like, patterns of how you move the power chords that, yeah, that exactly. like, fit together. There's, like, the triangle and there's the X and there's, like, the square. The T the Z. <laughs> Yeah, there's the D. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I got into punk rock. <laughs> how do you practice yeah. phil i don't um which is part of the problem kind of like you said but i think um the thing that i've been and this is so dumb this is like such a low 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 standard but like the idea of like memorizing music mm -hmm. as opposed to um you know looking yeah. at paper or my ipad um i don't I don't practice nearly enough to like have anything other than that as a goal. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that is a good goal though. Cause you like a lot of times you can just pick up your guitar and if you have stuff memorized, you can just kind of jam it out and then you don't have this extra barrier of, uh, I gotta get out my laptop or my iPad or something like that. One thing that yeah. I, that I try to do also, especially like on acoustic guitar is, I'll like try to I'll like try to figure out a song's chord pattern 
based on like the melody almost and then try to figure out how to how to play the chord and the melody at the same time or yeah. or kind of like strum the chord and then find the melody like within that hand position um and i think that's been useful for me acoustically to get better but i have a question for you guys do you practice santeria <laughs> i don't okay i, I don't practice santeria. i don't have a crystal ball if that's what you're gonna ask if i had eight billion dollars well i'd build the wall have you, you seen make that? that up on the fly <laughs> no there, it, there was okay. a meme floating around i was gonna say so here's but it's so irrelevant I, in this current state of emergency like one thing that i do a lot go california acoustic oh sorry um, I do a lot of like pick strumming stuff uh-huh. and that's one thing where like I'll play a lot of the same songs I did 15 years ago, but because I've played them over and over my, 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 like, what am I trying to say? My technique is way mm. better now than it yeah, used to yeah. be. It's like, even though I'm not practicing something that's hard for me, I am way better at it than I used to be kind of like what right. you were saying. And right? I think that's like. That's important. Like, there's different... It depends on your goals, too. Like, what do you mean by get good at guitar? Because if you mean, like, how do I shred, then that's a different story than, like, how do I how do I play confidently while singing? Like, you know, those and, are two different and goals. And, like, consistently. Because, like, a lot yeah. of... I bet a lot of studio players or, like, session guitarists aren't, right, like, like, the most shreddy guys, but, like, you can give them music and they'll play it very well time after time instead of having right. 10 takes or whatever. Yeah, and, like, for them, timing is super important, too, because they're, like... Exactly. You know, if you're playing with people, then... Or if you're jumping in... Timing. Timing is important. Also, And then, like, for some people, reading music is important. For other people, it's not important. If you're a studio guy, I'm sure reading music is very important a lot of times yeah especially if you're playing like with somebody other than a bassist and a drummer you know yeah I'm yeah sure or if you're just like coming in for the day and like here's the track here's the song play it and you're like oh i better learn yeah. this i better whether just it's like read the music whether it's staffs or tablature like being able yeah. to do it on the fly would be a useful skill yeah because i don't like i don't really care about like i think about songs that i've learned and a lot of times, like, it really is just sitting down and just plunking it out over and over. Like, right. Um, like, what song? Even, like, the intro to Pawn Shop, I learned pretty quickly. But that was, like, uh-huh. it wasn't very fun initially because I wasn't. Like, the thing that I enjoy is just playing a song and singing along to it and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But but you have to, like, if you want to learn stuff that's hard for you, you got to be willing to to you got you have to be willing for it to suck at first you know <laughs> yeah that's true I, and i think that's a skill you have to learn also to be okay with that i agree but i feel like there were so many times when i was a kid where it was like okay you're taking lessons for this thing and i feel like like it would have been so simple to go hey what's something that you want to learn mm. and that then there's like buy-in but instead of instead like i feel like like I was exposed to a lot of, okay, you have to, here's the thing. You have to do a bunch of stuff that you don't care about that you don't like before right. you can do anything that you care about. And it's like, no, I don't, I don't think learning anything needs to be that way. Right. It's you like know? the karate kid. Like, yes, in the end, the things that he, the things that he made him do like worked, but also like if you would have just told him, like, I want you to do this because it's practice to make you like good at karate. <laughs> yeah, it would have been yeah. way better. <laughs> yes, totally. <laughs> 
like you're not sanding the floor just to sand the floor. Like this like is it wouldn't have made a good movie. It will make yeah. you a good karate man. <laughs> karate man. Karate kid. Yeah, karate like kid. that's how yes. when I <laughs> karate kid. Karate kid. Karate um, kid Scott. I think about like songs like I learned when I first got Rocksmith or maybe I can't remember if Say It Ain't So was already available on there when I got it. But as soon as it was, I learned it like very quickly. And that song is probably like it's definitely above the skill level of what I could normally just pick up and play off the top of my head, like the solo and everything. But I was able to learn it quickly and I can play it pretty well just because I enjoy that song, you know. And that's how it was when you first start playing guitar too, you have like this whole backlog in your head of songs you wish you could play. And so it's like, yeah, I learned redemption song really quickly when I first started. Cause I wanted to really bad. Right. Like it wasn't a chore, you know? <laughs> so yeah, I think like making it like, it doesn't have to suck, you know, if you're playing right. stuff, you actually want to play. And that's maybe like, may, I don't know. Do people, maybe this is a loaded question. But like, do people actually enjoy praise and worship music? On what level? <laughs> like, I don't understand. What like, you mean if, by that. if like if I was gonna join, if somebody came to me tomorrow and said like, we're gonna start a cover band and we're just gonna play like late '90s or or all '90s pop punk songs and like you mm-hmm. can sing and play guitar, I'd be like, yeah, I'm all in. I'll quit my job. I'll do anything I have to. Yeah, and. <laughs> But if someone was like, hey, we want you to play, that's what I'm wondering is like when somebody gets approached, because that's how uh-huh. a lot of like church bands are, is they like come to you and say, hey, you play guitar. Can you play guitar in our band? Yeah. It, are most people like thrilled about that? And it's like, yeah, that's the type of music I'd be jamming to anyways. Or is it kind of like when you're in a wedding band and you have to learn like the boot scoot and boogie or so something like that? Twofold. But cold, sir. Oh, go ahead. Is Boot Scoot Boogie con- considered praise and worship music? That's my yeah. first question. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. Yeah, you get down, you turn around, you go to town. <laughs> oh, like you get down on your knees. Yeah, you turn around, you yeah. repent, and then you go to town go to, to town, tell people about Jesus. Town, the, the town of heaven. No, no, no. You get down on your knees, you turn around your soul, you go to town and tell people about Jesus, Boot Scoot Boogie. Your boots That's... are scooting from house to house as you're knocking on doors and saying, hey. Tell them about your Lord and Savior, you about Jesus our Christ. Lord and Savior. <laughs> Okay, so what were you saying? There's Wait, two Phil, were you going to make a joke first? Or were you <laughs> I was not going to make a serious? joke. I was going to say a serious thing. So if you were going to make a serious <laughs> No, I was going to say a serious, serious comment too. I was just going to say, okay, like, go. I think on the one hand, the situation is usually the opposite direction. Like, I, I think more often than not, people are, like, coming to the band to say, I want to be a part oh, of okay. this. That makes rather sense. Rather than, yeah. like, being approached. But that could just be, I'm sure it happens both ways too, but. No, but that makes sense. Like if I was in a situation where I was every week I was going somewhere and watching a band play, I would want to be in that band. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also like, I mean, not to get too spiritual about it, but it's like, you know, this is what I do well and I want to use what I do well, like for the church. So this is, that's the way that I can do that. So like plug me in, you know? I mean, that's how I like, that's what my day job is, you know? Yeah. So I think it's, it's like enjoyable on that level for most people, but it I don't and I, but I also think that it is musically enjoyable. Like there's something about just playing with a band that is enjoyable, even if you're not super into the music. For me, at totally. Least. Also, and this is like on the darker, weirder side. I feel like there's a level of just sort of like kind of um, 
going with the herd aspect of it, like Cole, like you can't honestly say that 100% of all um, JC LDSers are like stoked about taking two years out of their life to not listen to music and not talk to girls. Oh, not totally. Right? But there's, and even there's like a buy-in of like, well, this is what we do. And so I can get excited about it because it's like, oh, this is a thing that we do. But right. clearly it's like a sacrifice. There's an element of sacrifice kind of inherent to the whole thing. Yeah. And it's and obvious. And I, that I know that's a super lame comparison on one hand, but like, no, I, it's a, but it's the, an apt comparison, I think. But the idea of like, oh, like, so you said, do people like genuinely like the music? There's, I think there's kind of like a, a tacit like, well, this is what we do. And if this is what we're doing, can I bring something to it or not? Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. I mean, it's the same way in, in my church where, you know, people get excited like, oh, I love this hymn. And it's like, (laughs) yeah, like, so do I. And like, I, you know, I feel the spirit when I listen to it or whatever, but also like, I'm not just like, or whatever, jamming out to, you know, whatever. I'm trying to think a lot of our hymns are are like hymns hymns that everyone knows, but yeah, exactly. Like I'd rather have more hers than hymns. If you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like chips, but then no, that's actually a really good comparison, Phil, because like, yeah, it's, it's like a part of like it comes with the territory. Yeah. And no one. And, and like if you're pushed, like no one would go, well, wait, let's can we all look at look around at each other and go, hey, we don't like this. No, you can't really do that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like play There's not room you know, play rancid. You know, like, I mean, I have <laughs> I have done that like in context, like I don't like this song. Can we not do this song anymore? Yes. And that's the same way. Like people don't want to say it's the same way where people are like, man, this book of the Bible kind of sucks. Like nobody wants to say that because it's like, oh, you think God sucks? Like, "Mm, sorry for you. But But, yeah, um, it does. Like there's obviously some that are better than others. This is something I was going to bring up before, too, um, because I know Chad had asked about effects. Right. And I think that like for me, at least. Because I've said a lot of stupid things about effects, like that tube screamers are worthless and like that I hate delay and all this stuff, right? Which are, none of those are actually delay. true. But I think with effects, you kind of have to like learn to play them. So part of it is practicing them. And I think part of like your question is that one of the enjoyable things about playing that style of music, which I don't do often, thankfully, because I mostly play, well, I don't do, like at church, I mostly play acoustic. So I don't play like that kind of lead stuff but but a lot of the part of it is that's enjoyable is kind of learning a different style that's kind of out of your comfort zone and thinking about the guitar in a different way and like learning how to use those effects so like learning how to play with a delay pedal is something that's been really challenging but fun for me yeah that's Mm. that's like the reason i don't know this kind of just popped in my head and it's like part of it part of having fun with guitar is recognizing your strengths and like I'm not creative. And so Mm. I, I end up enjoying it more when I just accept the fact that like, yeah, I'd rather just play cover songs or mess around with Mm. pedals and try to learn how to use them rather than like, I'll watch demo videos and think like, Oh yeah, I wouldn't have even thought to play, especially like I was thinking about that with delay pedals. Like I wouldn't have even thought to play that type of riff and have it repeat in that way. Right. 
and but mm. obviously it sounds awesome and like i and so part of me it like gets frustrated that like oh i'm gonna sit down and write a song and it's like i'm i'm it's very unlikely that i'm gonna like come up with a song out of my head that i really enjoy just because i don't think i'm creative in that way you know mm. and so if i just accept that and try to like mimic what others do then i get better probably more so than if i'm just trying to start from scratch or something where some people I think are very good at sort of either, either like creating something or just improvising or whatever. Yeah. Like the edge gets a bit a bad rap cause his stuff simple, but he does, he's like invented a sound basically. Yeah. It's really cool. Like, that a lot of people have emulate now. It's like when you go back and listen to like early punk bands and it's like, yeah, they kind of suck, but they were like, right. Doing they were the new. only ones doing it. And now it just, so it's like, or it's like going back and watching <clears throat> like NFL videos from the sixties. Right. It's like, they're all slow and short and crappy <laughs> and everything, but it's yeah. like, yeah, they wouldn't, that, that was the best there was on the planet at the time. And now it just happens that right. a lot of people have mimicked that and gotten better at it, you know? Yeah. Hmm. Like, uh, Steph Curry throwing up those threes. Dude, right. Steph Curry. Stefan. Yeah. I Stephon like or Steph Cal Curry. Curry. He's no he's no Jimmer though. <laughs> That's true. He's not he's not. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky for him too. <laughs> he's uh, had a successful NBA career. <laughs> we have one last ad spot. Should we jump into it? Probably so. Anyone? Are you trying to remember what it is? No, I was just waiting for someone else to jump in. Oh. <laughs> Welcome to Gunstreet Wiring Shop. We make wires for your guitar. We can change your pickup configuration. We can give you coil split. We can give you different selection options. We can make your tele three-way switch do things it's never done before by removing it and replacing it with a five-way switch. We can make your SG more like a SG, baby. We can make your Les Paul be a more Paul. We can make your Strat be the Strat. We can make whatever you have better, more exciting, and more fun. If you're tired of playing with the same old options, visit Gun Street Wiring Shop. They have a custom shop and plenty of off-the-shelf options to make your guitar yours. GunStreetWiringShop.com do the gun thing again. <laughs> All right, welcome back party. to welcome back to the, the Doppler Slum. effect. Ding, 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 ding. I guess that's more of a train, but gun, <laughs> yeah. gun tracks. Hey, write this down for next time. We'll we'll turn cut this out though. We'll turn <laughs> your we'll turn your PRS into a OMFG. Oh, <laughs> that's cool. That should be good. part that's of really the ad good. every time. Uh, we shall <laughs> turn your SG into an OMG. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's good. Well, you know, that's that is exactly what we were just talking about. Is like you were the first one to try that, and then you come <laughs> along later and come up with a better version. Yeah, that all we're doing mean, is it's that just doesn't mean ups. your first joke wasn't bad. Wasn't good, right? You know, right. But I wouldn't say now having a better yeah. one. That was like that first joke was like the Ramones, and then 
the next joke was like I don't know. Freaking like Green Day. Good Charlotte. Green Day's Green Day's <laughs> better than Ramones. Good Charlotte's better than Green Day. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Uh, <laughs> Real Friends is better than Good Charlotte. AFI is better than all of them. Neck Deep is the best punk band of all time. Not exactly. True. Dude, I don't even recognize pop punk anymore. It's like insane. It's it's weird. They have way too much talent with their guitars. That is, that is like part of what it is, and like it's in, very in technical ways, music now. It's like yeah, like this is pop. Back punk in the now? day. Like some some bands were like that, and it was kind of endearing. Like strung out is like very shreddy a lot of times, but it was reminiscent of like '80s shredding rather yeah. than being like, oh, these guys all met at Berkeley College of Music or something like that, <laughs> right. you know. But remember when like MXPX was pop punk, and now now pop punk is like four yeah. guitars doing like complex yeah, and MXPX and or stuff. like Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, it was just power yeah, and chords it was like, and like tiny he does this like lead lines. <laughs> relatively easy solo and if he plays it live there's like a decent chance he'll botch it you know <laughs> right now you have to actually be good it's weird yeah, it, it doesn't sucks. even sound the same i just don't get it like i mean I don't, i'm fine with it i just when people say pop punk i don't know what it means anymore yeah that's why i have to specify like 90s pop punk yeah it's crazy which is fine like we're just old do you guys like bad that's religion? probably how phil feels about like the mamas and the papas and stuff <laughs> He's like, this yeah, is like you call Elvis this Presley. rhythm and blues. <laughs> this ain't no Buddy Holly, dude. I love Buddy Holly. You do you dress like Buddy Holly? I look, I look just like Buddy Holly. <laughs> I don't think I knew that that's what the actual words were until I saw the video with captions on. Uh, or maybe it was playing it in Rocksmith. Uh, I always thought it was <laughs> we you. I don't dress like Buddy Holly. Oh, no. but the next one is. And your Mary, no, Mary Tyler no. Moore. And I thought it was and no Mary Tyler Moore. It's like, okay, you don't dress like Buddy Holly <laughs> or Mary Tyler Moore. Like, I would say you dress more like Buddy Holly than Mary Tyler Moore. But like, I guess you think you don't look, look like either of them. I don't care what they say about us anyway. Yeah, like it makes it obviously makes a lot more sense. I'm not I'm not saying my way was logical or anything. No, the highway is better than your way. My way. My way or the highway. This time I'm going to let it all hang out This time I'm going to stand up and shout I'm going to do things my way It's my way My way or the highway What's your guys' favorite What's your favorite Limp Biscuit song? Break Stuff Okay, Break Stuff I mean, honestly, it's the Faith cover Because it's like legitimately a good cover song Okay, I don't like to admit that but it is. Mine is Rollin' Rolling is also freaking great. <laughs> I keep rolling, 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 rolling. It's also not, Nikki. It's not just, uh, and maybe I can't <laughs> see it for what it is, but because of the video, it's uh-huh. just so aggressively terrible. Well, that's why I like it, because it's really bad. <laughs> it's Which one, so, Rolling? Yeah. It's so bad. Yeah, Rolling, where he's like, the whole video is them leaning back and doing the doing the like steering wheel thing, you know? Well, that was them at like peak height. So it was like, hey, we need a bunch of people. We need a bunch of fans to be in a video, and like, but that was it was also the exact moment that they jumped the shark. Like, yeah, like that was their peak, <laughs> and then it was just a cliff from there. Well, filming the video was peak height. <laughs> the release of it was like release of the minute. video. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it was a cliff. But legitimately, my favorite is Nookie. That's my favorite Limp Bizkit song. 
She had me feeling bad. She had me feeling good. It's kind of sad. I'm the laughing stock of the neighborhood. I like the like bass line on it or guitar, or whatever that's doing that weird thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he did. Did he play like I an like extended the range guitar? He may have the had a seven string black, or like just black really down to West Borland. Yeah. I don't think it was extended range. I think he just tuned down and it was the corn guys that had like. They had the um, yeah, seven strings. Corn like the more it, notes. originally like popularized. Did you guys have you ever thought about the fact that West Borland and Al Borland might be related? No. Because <laughs> one of them is fictional. Mm, that's your opinion. Which one? I don't know. West Borland kind of seems. He kind of seems like, like he, a. He a seemed weird like a less believable. Dream Wait, was being were, were they like Marilyn Manson? Where they like mix up their names after like famous yeah. people too? <laughs> two, yeah, two famous names. West yeah, who was the Wes? Wes Craven. It's oh, Wes Craven man. and Wesley Al Snipes. Borland. Wesley Snipes. <laughs> Wes Craven and Al Borland. That is a pretty good. And that actually, you know, that fits. I like that. Is that what Marilyn Manson? Wait, did West Borland like play Monroe bass? And Charles Manson? No, he played guitar. Ugh. In this video, he's playing a thing with only four tuners on it, bro. It's weird. It's like a ukulele or something. He has. It's a, probably yeah. not. It he just does looks play weird. guitar. Yeah, I, I do like. Like, I admire the people who have like this exaggerated costume that is a part of <laughs> you know what i'm saying yes like kiss i guess it maybe was one of the first famous ones along those lines. but like slipknot like i love the fact that like yeah oh, because because i look at like i went to that face-to-face concert and uh-huh. i was thinking to myself like it's kind of a bummer that these guys still have to play in clubs that are exactly the same size as they were 20 years ago you know uh-huh and like this is how they this is just their nine to five job, you know? Yeah. Like can you imagine having to do that and also having to wear that freaking mask every night? Like, yeah. That thing must but don't you think it's terrible? For some <laughs> reason, I think it's even better that he's the only guy. In Limp Bizkit, like, yeah, yeah, in the band? Yes. Exactly. Like <laughs> the fact that the fact that Slipknot is like, hey, we're a band that dresses weird. And it that yeah. I, I find or that like, like kind of annoying. I, I bet it I wonder if it was like <laughs> They're like, everyone else, all right, everyone guys, let's all do it. something crazy for the first show. Yeah. And he's the only one that, like, <laughs> followed through. He they, shows like, up. Because there, like, were, what there the were no group texts back then. So, like, why'd you guys? It was a prank. You guys bailed on that. me. Or, no, they were just like, yeah, I stopped at the costume store. I didn't have enough time. And, like, he's no, like, they're all like whispering to each other. But I already got these stupid black contacts in. Like, I can't take them out. <laughs> no, they're all whispering <laughs> to each other. They're like, $400. Oh, you think they pranked him? Just let. Let's just make Wes do it, and you guys don't do no, it. Don't do I it. like to think <laughs> that so like, they were expecting him not to do it, also. <laughs> but then he just rolled <laughs> with and it. He like, There's no way he'll actually do it. Like, and that's yeah, where the song "Rolling" down. came from. You just keep rolling with it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Just like Wes. I was gonna. Uh, I had but a also, like, for you, but like uh, Fred Durst, like <laughs> he has the least. Like he's just dressed up like the broest bro ever, you know. Yeah. Like, well, it, it's like it's low income bro is what the rest of them look like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like but, they that all is, like, but then like it's so weird that like khakis and a backwards red cap became like an iconic thing. Yeah. That people would like bag. emulate. <laughs> yeah. It became like the douchebag, you know, outfit or whatever. Yeah. The douchebag. Remember when uniform. people used to wear khakis? 
like it was cool to wear do. khakis. I mean, I wear dickies. Does that? But like, it, yeah, I guess I did too. But I never wore the khaki colored ones. I always wore like different colored ones. Well, the, well there was a thing in like it was like in ninety eight, ninety nine mm. that like um, Gap came out with a real like a huge. I think that was even before that. An aggressive ad campaign. Are you are you denim? Are you jeans or khakis? Right. The Gap khakis like ad came out in probably like 94 or something but yeah i know what you're talking about oh 99 never mind you were right dude you dude, oh hell. remember you they had that owned him live on the air kid. <laughs> remember they had that swing i'm just because like in my mind i'm so young that like it all blurs together before i was a certain age but like phil you're old enough to really be <laughs> able to remember okay between, well then don't because that's don't when he was then don't try and correct I me that was his second ever, year of grad school but. i won't ever try to correct you again <laughs> but it's just like 98 feels like so long ago now it looks like so long ago remember when you want to know how i dancing you want to know why i remembered no. the ad campaign yeah. because of fight club uh, because i remember thinking whoa that is so weird because in the movie fight club he looks into the camera and he yeah. says you're not your effing khakis yeah, he does do that and and i remember like feeling like i, I remember like, attacked <laughs> because you identified with no. the gap. No, I I remember like feeling it. Like it was like because the ad was so aggressive and had just come out and it was like they were like the ad was kind of saying like demanding F the gap that you that you take a stand, you know, which is stupid, right? Like right? your like commercial. your pants define you. Which is what yes, all ads exactly. do, but. Yeah, totally. But like it was so aggressive and so like everywhere, but like it had it was everywhere in that moment. And then in the movie, he looks into the camera <laughs> yeah. and says, you're not your effing khakis. And it was like, whoa. Just like it just, it. I, you guys probably didn't see it in the theater because you were probably children. I didn't. I saw it at my friend's house like when it first came out on video. But I, I saw it in the theater. And I was I remember still in high school. feeling like moved by it. I remember I that's it, it kind of blowing my like, mind. It's a really smart movie. I think it's better than it gets credit for because it's so stylized. And but I think it's like an actually good movie. I mean, not like, it, it's not like a hot there take was or anything, like, but there's been more backlash against it than it probably deserves because yeah. it became, backlash. Yeah, like I'm saying, like it became the movie that like oh every every freaking high or college freshman right right is going to talk about how they love Reservoir Dogs and Fight Club and you know Godfather yeah. or something <laughs> like that. And it's like, yeah, we yeah. get it. Everyone likes Fight Club. It's not like this cool, uh-huh. kitschy thing about you, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which it's not, but it's also still good. Just like this exactly. show. Everyone loves like, the Gear Slum. It's not it's kitschy, just like cool the thing that you like. Like, The Godfather is a super good movie, even right. if every college freshman has the poster on their wall, you know? The Godfather so That doesn't good. make it less good. I think the difference is that, like, the that Fight Club kind of feels like it's trying to be counterculture. And yeah. the Godfather doesn't, so I think that's why. Like, it's like a counterculture thing that became part of normal culture, and so it's now like it's like fiction. you kind of want to react Club against is it. Like Pulp Fiction in that way. Yeah, that's in the Where, similar like, way. Godfather yeah. set out to be to have very wide appeal. I think. Yeah, yeah, dude, listen to okay. the Rewatchables podcast about the Godfather because there was some crazy stuff that would happen with that movie. But anyway, Ford Coppola, that's amazing, Francis. Um, guys, I have one more topic for this episode, and that is to end it. 
with this. Y'all, thanks for friendship. You said you were going to do that accent the whole time. I did. <laughs> I've been doing it the whole time. I just now stopped. Listen to the beginning of the episode. Listen to the very end, and you'll see that I did. Okay. Skip, skip, to, skip. <laughs> just the skip the whole middle part. Yeah, between. just skip the middle. Skip from the intro to the end, and the, you'll see that I did never changed it. It's like when I spot check notebooks. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it could say anything in the middle as long as you have a good intro. Mr. Eisenhower, just look at the look at the first page and look at the last page, yeah. and you'll see that I did all of the notes. Yeah, exactly. Um. So here. Here's what thanks I want to say. Thanks for uh, friendship, but also Wes Borland kind of looks like Seth Green. Thanks yeah, he does. Also, guys, <laughs> make sure crap, you go to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash thegearslum, and give us some money. We would appreciate it. That's, That's it. We would appreciate it. I came into this world as a reject. Look into these eyes, then you'll see the size of the thing. Thanks for Mama. friendship. I like that you ended with Mama Say, Mama Say. <laughs> I did it all for the nookie. Mama Say, Mama Say. So you can take the cookie and stick it up your hay, stick it up your hay, stick it up your hay. Stick it up your yeah. Stick it up your yeah. That's yeah, why I corrected you yeah. in the 100 group. Is it? That was a different song. It's stick it up your yeah. I'm listening okay. to you. I believe you. It's not you. stick it up your hay. Oh, okay. The other part is. Okay, look, if you Google stick it up your <laughs> The first one is jumper, <laughs> which I don't even know what that means. But the second one what? is yeah. Stick it up your yeah. Stick it up your yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and if you Google stick it up your yeah, the first result is the video for Nookie. And it Got actually it. has it in don't the lyrics. Don't care. But Aaron, you're thinking of like a chump. Hey, like a chump. Hey, okay. Like a chump. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, don't be so triggered. <laughs> I get it. I don't know you, Limp Biscuit as well as some other snowflake. people. Listen, listen to Aaron. Aaron's liberal tears right now, <laughs> everyone. <laughs>